Yes, it is leap year day on late lunch, the 29th. If you're having a birthday today, happy birthday to you. If you'd like to send in a birthday request to me for somebody who is having a birthday today, feel free to do so. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. That's 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. If you want to send anyone good wishes, who was born today, who got married today or whatever, we'd love to hear from you on the show. Lots of chat coming up over the next couple of hours. Tara Walker later on prepares her third soup in our soupy loopy series we'll be hearing from a restaurateur and what happens if gift vouchers go out from the restaurant today are they honoured ad infinitum or what we're talking about that we hear from the mum of a leap year baby she's eight today eight years ago drama on the 29th of February But I begin on a sombre, really serious note today. I've told you before here on the show that watching the news uh, by evening time is horrendous at the moment because the images from Gaza are simply shocking. And I'll be honest with you, at times I've turned off the television. I feel sick to the pit of my stomach. And there is no sign of the end of the war at all. There's talks going on at the moment. There's rumours there may be a temporary ceasefire or whatever. It can't come soon enough for the poor people there. It's just shocking. Well, I'm going to talk to somebody who has lost somebody in Gaza. I'm pleased to welcome to the show this afternoon Dr Mahmoud Abu Marzouk, who is an orthopaedic surgeon at Our Ladies Hospital in Navin. Dr Mahmoud, thank you for joining me on the show. Hi, how are you? Uh, I'm fine, but may I say first, I'm so sorry to hear about the death of your youngest brother. Will you tell our listeners what happened? Uh, this is my younger brother. He's the most cheerful one of, of us. He's, I was in Asia when he was born. I, like He'd grown up as my, my teddy, I, as my pet. Like, you know, I, I remember as just now in the moment, it was like... Uh, I, I'm the one who taught him how to walk and stand, you know. And I heard the news on, on the f- Friday night that there is some bombing in our area and immediately and tried to look at the news because there is no line to contact them in Gaza. I contacted one of my cousins in Egypt and he said, like, there is someone being injured in our house because they bombed in, 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 in our house. We have two houses nearby each other. And they said someone injured. I told, okay, then please keep me in touch. Two hours later, the news comes shocking that Ahmed been murdered, and he was the only one in that house, and he been shot by a rocket to his room, and the whole the house is completely destroyed, and our the, the next house where my dad and mom living is the face of the house or the front front side of the house being completely destroyed. It's a shocking news. Today in the morning, maybe everyone have say, saw the news that there is also almost over 150 people being killed while they are seeking humanitarian aid. It's, a, it's awful what, what is happening in this world. And they are talking about the, is going... Uh, what, what is going on is the genocide has already happened. It is not going to happen. It's already happened. People being chased and ethnic cleansing being happened already. We are talking already on the past because everyone in the north being chased to come to the south. Our house in the south. My this my younger brother being killed. My 
brother-in-law being killed in the early of this uh, war. And so many people, they are killed in Rafah itself. So there is no safe place in, in Gaza at all. The people, they are starving and in, in looking at food and floor or anything to, to fill the stomach of their kids. It's, it's awful what's happening. I don't know where we are going with that. It's there are no words, doctor. I have to say there are. No, I, I I cannot say anything. I'm I'm horrified myself. Absolutely horrified. Your brother was twenty nine. He he was in the house in his own. His wife and he has a a, a little lad, uh, Faisal yes, as he, well. They weren't there, were yes. they not? The, his his wife Bara and his his younger his young his only son. Uh, Faisal, he's one year old. He just, he, they told me that he sent them one hour before the house being bombed to the nanny house and he went back back to the home and they immediately they bombed the house. So he he was lucky that his wife and son saved, but his wife become a widow and his son is an orphan now and he will grow up without the, his father. And your father says he'll take care of him, but your father's, what, 75 years of age? He's, he's over 70, he's 75 now. And, and during the funeral, I saw him in, in, in a really bad situation when he said, like, the, the last look at my brother. He's, he says that, like, I will look after your son if I'm able to, because I'm old enough. I won't be... But this is the situation in Gaza. It's, my brother, he's not the only one being killed. Now, almost... Over a hundred thousand of people being either injured or killed. Over fifteen thousand of kids being killed for the past five months. I don't know what is what what is the the, the whole world waiting for. I I don't know either. I ask myself that question. I I want to ask you something, and I know it's shocking perhaps to say this to you, but my wife was watching television with me the other night, right? And she just said as a to me as a remark, you know, when Hamas went into Israel and killed so many people and did what they did, you know, why did they do that? And look at what's followed. You know, she she like just in a, in a comment to me said that started the whole thing off. What do you say to that? Just the simple question. It is the whole thing is not it started on the October seventh. It's already started in nineteen forty eight. It's been our our land being occupied and we are being killed over the past seventy five years. My older older brother, which no one knows that, he been killed in two thousand when I was first year in medical school. So he been killed in Gaza as well. There is what was no Hamas at that time. So we are Anyone in this world knows that there are all, over 77,000 people in prison in, in Israel. They are being taken as hostages. They have no, no right of, of, of being in a court or uh, in, in, in a critic or anything. So the, the thing is in Gaza or in West Bank, the people being killed and being humiliated and the occupation being take, take our land day by day and year by year, and we have no end of this conflict. So you can't blame the victim for what is happening. You, you, you know that Ireland and our government have taken a very strong stance on this and have been vocal on it, unlike so this many... We really will appreciate it. Yes. And un- even Palestinians now in Gaza, they are talking about that very well, and they know 
who is the one who supplies the bombs to Israeli to bomb our houses, and they know who kill us, and they know who is supporting us completely. They know, even with, with very lack of communication there, with little internet, with little of, uh, of the electricity, but they know, and they will never forget the, the, the rule of South Africa, the rule of Ireland, and the rule of the other part of the world who are supplying Israel with all the bombs and, and rockets and mm. yeah, and the one who's sieging us as well. They are blocking the humanitarian aid to come in, the doctors not to allow to come in, not the injured people who are in thousands in, in who already very fragile uh, health system in Gaza. They are not allowed to go outside to, to seek treatment for those injured people or even for cancer patients who are already very sick people they are not allowed to go out gather to to get their treatment it must you know for you you are here in ireland caring for people every day you're in surgery you're helping people you're helping make people better and and to think of what's going on on the other side in your homeland that must be an awful situation to try and get your head around yeah it is a heartbreaking. It's like mentally very shocking for me. Every morning going to the hospital, seeking like to be a cheerful man, the one who looking after the patient. And, and I can't help my own people in Gaza to be better. All, like, it's like, there is no word to express the feeling. I know, I know. I can only imagine the, the way you're torn by this. The, as well as, you know, the... The bombing and, and, and the shooting and the killing and everything that's going on, the war there. And there's a humanitarian crisis with regard to f- basic foodstuffs. Uh, the, the cost has just gone through the roof. You know this because your elder sister is, is, is living there, Lamina. Exactly. My, my elder sister, she's the one who inspired me to go for medicine she, because she is microbiologist. She finished her PhD in microbiology and she is a lecturer for over 20 years in Gaza University there. And now, because of everything is collapsing in the country, there is no food, no, uh, no goods coming in. She's only, like I talked to her the last day, and she's she just seeking for a little bit of flour, and she fire making a little bit of fire to feed her oh, six, six uh, sons and, and at home and her uh, mother-in-law at home and those some people refused uh, refugees or they flee from the north to their house because our house is in the in the south. Mm. She only have some very little things. The only very little examples giving examples the tray of eggs there before the war was three euros. Now it's going up to thirty or forty euros. The the pack of sugar one kilo, and rather than two point five euros, it goes up to. 15 or 20 euros how the people they would survive i don't know i i i i really have no answers and and i i have to say because because it is the, the exact thing what's happening i'm looking at the the from medical point of view and the the, the minister of health in gaza they already announced more than 20 kids being being dead because of malnutrition hmm. there is no clear food, no clear water they they are already malnourished. They can't like they can't survive this situation. And imagine how 
our 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 population in Gaza they are very fertile. The the population they are almost half and half. Half half of the population they're below 15 or age. So children. It is it is awful. The, the the children in in our country they are suffering and they are starving and they are being killed every day and every moment. The 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 surrounding nations like you have Egypt there uh, on the border there Rafa and of course you have uh, Saudi Arabia Qatar all those wealthy nations there Iran is in the mix as well Lebanon uh, coming to North Africa as well. At times I look and I I wonder, you know, why is everybody staying so quiet? I think, like, it is already in a politics point of view. I'm not really the best to talk about politics, but it's all being controlled by U.S. and Israel and the Zionists. So they are obeying what Israel and U.S. telling them to do. If they say Israel to stop, like if Israel says stop the, 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 the trucks to come to Gaza, they will stop. They won't allow. At, at least if come to, to dignity, at least Egypt, the border in between Gaza and Egypt, it's only Egypt and Gaza. If they have little dignity, they have to open the border. It's between the brothers. It's between Muslim and Muslim country, Arab yes. and Arab country. Yes, that's the point I'm making, like, yes. It, it, is, it is the point that, like, I... I really like if you want to compare what happened to Ukraine and Russia, the, the whole Europe was open to Ukraine to come and seek refugees. And the people, they up, opened their houses. They have they, they get the full uh, medical uh, treatment. And even I treated a lot of Ukrainian at the beginning of, of, of the, the conflict. And this is what should happen there in Gaza. At least the people can seek uh, medical treatment the n- next neighbor country, at least like Egypt or or Jordan or Saudi, mm. but they are not doing what what they should do. Yes, and and that poses me. That under poses the control, me. it is under the control of U.S. and Israel, basically. And I think the war can stop in one minute if Saudi and Egypt they stop the gas and petrol to go to Israel straight away or to U.S. If they just shout out that. We'll stop the petrol and uh, the gas to go to Israel and U.S. The war will stop immediately. It's um, another scenario on that one is you will hear from uh, the Palestinian people that I know what you say, the opening of the borders would be a release, a pressure point and uh, help people get medical attention and food. But they're afraid to leave Gaza as well in that if they leave, they may never go back. No, Palestinians, they won't leave their land. We, we, we will never leave our land. Even if you come to the north now, the Israelis, they still bomb the north. And there's still some people, there are over 700,000 of Palestinians living in the north after all the people fleed from the north. Mm. We, we will never leave our land. This is our land. We are, we are basically from that land. I will, people there will say we will die there rather than we flee again because they know when when they have evacuated the land in 1948, the sequences get horrible. So they won't leave their land for now, at least just to seek the refugees, the, the, to seek the medical aid for those who've been injured. Not more than that. Mm. At least to get the medical 
medical aids to come in, the the the, the humanitarian aids to come in, the food to come in, to support the people. How the people they will they will stand for this 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 aggression and this invasion. They will die in hunger now. It's now the people being double-headed by Israel, by the bombs, and by the starving. Imagine that. Oh, it's... it's a famine. It is exa- exactly what's happening, like a famine. Mm. And and like the figures today, over 30,000 have died, as you said, up to 150,000 injured, mostly women and children. It's just unconscionable. I never thought I would live in my lifetime. I thought the Holocaust was the last... Of and then of course we had in the Balkans what happened there, but I thought I'd never see it again. But it's just unconscionable. It really is. Look, Doctor Mahmoud, I'm going to leave it there for today. We hear what you're saying, and our hearts and everything else go out to the people who are living beneath the bombs and who are starving there at the minute. And all I can say is, on behalf of people listening today, we pray for peace. We pray for an end to this, and that people see sense and this absolutely stops uh, I am sorry again for the loss of your brother and your family members thank you, thank you for joining me today thank to you. speak on the show thank you take care bye bye that's Dr Mahmood there orthopaedic surgeon at Our Lady's Hospital in Navin I do go back to the point again I mentioned there to bring balance when Hamas went into Israel and slaughtered people and took the hostage, hostages this is what started this off and that is Absolutely wrong. Absolutely wrong. And you can understand why Israel are up in arms over that. But two wrongs don't make a right. And to kill 30,000 innocent people on foot of that is absolutely wrong. And I have to say, it is just horrendous. And it must stop. And the world powers can stop it. And I do ask that question about the fellow Muslim nations surrounding Palestine what are they doing why aren't they doing more you have to ask yourself that question this must must stop it really has to it's horrendous we were talking potholes on the late lunch yesterday Louise and look at those pictures there that came in from Jean uh, this morning there the hill Mm. of wrath they're not potholes they're like craters on the moon aren't they yeah they really are. They're like crazy little stuff. swimming pools because they're obviously yeah. covered in water, which is worse because you don't know the depth of it. Yes, exactly. But uh, they are really, really huge holes filled with water. And she just mm. said uh, the hill of Rath on the north side of Drogheda there is in a shocking state. Ah, oh, Louise, I am really sad. I've just seen it in the last while. Yeah, I think I know what you're going to say. Go on. The hairy bikers. Yeah. The yeah. hairy bikers. Dave Myers. One half of the hairy bikers has died aged 66. The news was announced a little while ago by his partner, Cy King, to say he was with him last night Mm. and his family when he passed away. He's been battling cancer for the last couple of years. And uh, I'm watching the current series actually on BBC Two. It's brilliant. But God Almighty, they, they're a great pair. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. They're, they're great together. Ah, they're lovely together. So they are. Ah, may he rest in peace, Dave Myers. What a lovely, lovely man. And uh, that news, it's really sad to hear it just emerging in the last while. But it was nice that they found that, you know, that strong friendship that came over on TV. Oh, yeah. You know, they were just... Good crack. They, they, they were yin and yang. You mm. know what I mean? They worked so well together. So, and the lovely way about them, a lovely easy way and down-to-earth way. I really did love the pair of them. May he rest in peace. And he was... A, a couple of years ago, he took part in Strictly Come Dancing. Yeah, he did. Oh, how'd he get on? 
<laughs> he did. He was loved. He got the vote every week. <laughs> even, even though he might not be a great dancer, he was voted in every week by the public. You know what I mean? Until he had to go. He was great. And he was a great sport as well. He really, really was. Anyway, coming up on Late Lunch after two today, Sharon McManus is joining us. She had a leapier baby. Yes, she had. We're going to remind you of the story and see how the little one is getting on at this stage. But taking us up to two on the show and we dedicate this to a man who's a leapier day baby. Yes, Mr. Podge Howard. Happy birthday, Podge. It's his big birthday today. It's a big one. It's a big, big one for uh, Podge today. Uh, he's been a little under the weather lately, but we'll dedicate this to uh, Podge and hope that he's better. See what I'm trying to say Yes, thank you for your messages to the show. Yes, Jerry, it would question your faith in humanity. And no question, America has blood on its hands, talking out of the side of their mouth, sending all sorts of munitions to Israel, helping them slaughter innocent people. To watch it on TV is just awful. And the world, Jerry, watches on. And that's what gets me as well. The world watches on. You know, you've heard in the past, never again. What absolute nonsense that is. You'd be ashamed to be a human being and watch the pain being inflicted on other human beings on our TV. It has to stop. This has to stop. It really has. The same in Ukraine, the same in other parts of the world that's going on. What is it all about? And I think it was Louise. Louise, you said to me one day recently, and I think it is the truest thing ever, it's men behind all these conflicts in the world. It yeah. really is. It is an ego, uh, a testosterone thing. It's men, men, men and men's. Oh, I don't know what it is to say. I'm a man myself. I'm ashamed. But that's what it is. It's men. it is. And, and it's normally, you know, they send all the young kids to war as well and sit back, you, you know, and just look. Mm. You never see, you know. And you then actually killed. You know, and what's it fighting? all? What's it all about? We are on this planet for a very short space of time. We all share all the same world. Yes, we are all human beings of different beliefs, faiths, colors, shades, you name it. But at the end of the day, we are just human beings. We all die. Yes, and we all will die sooner or later. Some get short lifespans, others longer. We never know from day to day what's around the corner. What is it all about? What is this all about? It's for nothing. It's for nothing in the long run for anybody, for absolutely nothing. And I just pray for peace. I pray especially for Gaza and Ukraine at this point in time. They're in the spotlight. It's happening elsewhere as well, by the way. But we need a halt call to this sooner rather than later. And the truth is, and I'd be a big fan of the States myself, the United States of America and President Biden, who visited us here last year with all the fanfare and joy and everything, President Biden must intervene and call the shots here and stop this. It must be stopped. It must be stopped. It really has to be stopped. And let's get round the table and sort things out once and for all. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio this Thursday afternoon, 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text to get in touch with us on the show. Now, let's lift lift the uh, mood on Late Lunch because it is the 29th of February, leap year day. And I have 
a woman standing by to talk to me. We've spoken to her before on late lunch. It's eight years ago now, two leap years uh, ago since she had a little baby on this very day. Sharon McManus, welcome back to late lunch. Hi, thank you for having me. Not at all. Well, well, well. Have those eight years flown by in your book? Do you think oh, it's gone indeed. fast? Yeah? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Growing up too fast. Uh, Ellie Ellie was born on this day. She's now eight. Just remind our listeners what happened. There was real drama, wasn't there? You were in the car on the road. Oh, that's what we always said. She's destined to make a name for herself. Um, yeah, no, we were... Well, she was three weeks early and my waters had broke and we decided to drop my other son. There's 14 months between them. We decided to drop him into my parents' house. Uh, but on the way, the contraction started. So it was foot to the floor and trying to get to Daisy Hill Hospital as soon as we could. But she didn't want to wait. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so she decided to make an appearance just driving past the car sale. <laughs> the well in the car. So, yeah, we had a bit of a, a bit of traumatic experience going down. So we'll never forget. We'll never forget the day she was born. Oh, my, oh, my. There you are. She can always say in the future, I was born outside the Carrickdale Hotel. There you are. Not many people would have, have that to say for sure. But listen, it really was a, a touch and go moments when you arrived at Daisy Hill. Because when she came into this world, she didn't breathe. She wasn't, no. There wasn't much response out of her um, in the car. It, um, it was scary. I know we can look back and laugh at it now, but at the time it was scary. That She wasn't very responsive and the skin-to-skin wasn't really happening. So they had to take her away then and make sure that her, her, organ, her organs were functioning and to bring her body temperature up. So we did eventually get it up. And she was taken back into myself then that we could enjoy her at that point. But yes. yeah, it was a scary. It was scary. We weren't too sure mm. but what way it was going to pan out. All's well that ends well, as you say. Oh, definitely. Terrific. Definitely. You know, really terrific. And and look, at she's gone on to thrive uh, ever since. Uh, she's eight now today. Um, so is there a party today on the 29th? Or what's your plan? Is it the weekend or what? Or, well, she had it last weekend. Oh, last She's weekend, got it. okay. Yeah, she had it on Saturday. So um, she was in Airbound, so she had a few friends there to it, and she had a great time. So we'll have a wee tea party then, this tonight, um, in the house for her. Lovely. And then she's at her Irish dancing fest, fest in Donegal then, this weekend coming. So she'll be kept occupied. So she's into the Irish dancing. She's at school, is she, oh, at the she minute? Is. She is, yeah, yeah. yeah she doesn't finish three. Where does she go to school? She's in Jonesborough Primary School. Oh, lovely, lovely. And yeah. and uh, the Irish dancing is a great interest, isn't it, for them? She loves it, obviously. Oh, she loves it, yeah. She's at McGee School of Irish Dance there in Dundalk and she absolutely loves it. It's it's, it's a passion for her. She mm. loves it. And then she's started playing the tin whistle there recently, so the ears are just adjusting to it. <laughs> yes, yes. So we're... She does the gymnastics and the football as well. Oh, so she, be the she's Lord. She's kept going, yeah. An all-rounder for sure. What did she want for her birthday? Did she ask you for anything this year for a birthday present? Well, this year all she wanted was one of those air-up bottles. Oh, um, yes. A shopping, yeah, a shopping spree and a Squishmallow Teddy. 
So it's a bit more achievable than <laughs> the last request. What was that? <laughs> what was the last one on the? Uh, this was when she was four, was it? Four, yeah. yeah. So the last one was a real life unicorn. So. <laughs> This one, might, this one might be a little bit more. Oh, you can, you can, you can do this one uh, for sure. Uh, listen, and 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 you know, you, you, to the twenty nine. How does that work? The the other three years that are not a leap year. When do you celebrate our birthday on the twenty eighth or the first or what? Yeah, we try and keep it in on the February because you know she is a February baby. So we we celebrate it on the twenty eighth. Yeah. Of each of each year, so it's a novelty for her then when the, the four years come around. So she's. She does. She does joke herself. Then, oh, I'm only really two. I'm only really two. <laughs> <laughs> and what about the cards? I believe the friends, all our friends, get into the spirit. Have they wished her a happy second birthday this time round? Oh, we have. We have birthday cards on the mantelpiece with happy, you know, eighth birthday, and then there's a couple of them there with a big two on the front. <laughs> Lovely inside, you know, happy, happy second birthday, Ali. And- we're all in on it. <laughs> I know you had uh, the brother beforehand. You have three of them now, have you? We do, yeah. Uh, Dylan, Finn and Ellie. Ah, lovely, 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 lovely. I tell you, I'd say I'm I'm at a loss. I I really don't know, apart from your one, I remember talking to you before about this. I do not know very many people. Podge Howard, I mentioned top of the show. Podge is a big birthday today. He's a a leap day, leap year baby as well. But they're few and far between. Yeah, it's only funny after um, Ellie. It's every now and again you'd, You'd hear Ellie coming home saying, oh, I heard a friend of mine's brother or a friend of mine's cousin is born on a leap year too, you know, but I, I personally don't know too many. If actually a, a colleague of mine, her son is actually a leap year baby as well. We only we only actually realised it there this week. Um, he's 20 today, so right. <laughs> that's the only other one we know. Ah, uh, there you go. Yet yeah, they are no few and far between for sure. And it, uh, she gets a thrill, obviously, out of that saying, I'm only two. There you go. And as she goes on in the she years, she'll be able to revert to that as well and stick with it <laughs> as young as you can remain. Uh, keep playing that trump card, uh, young if woman. All, if only we all could. Ah, will you stop? <laughs> if only four years were worth one in all our lives and we could progress slowly like that, wouldn't it be just uh, the dream ticket? Anyway, will oh, you okay. wish Ellie a happy birthday on our behalf when she gets home from school? Uh, congratulate her on this very special day. And I thank you again, Sharon, for joining me on the show. Lovely to catch up with you. That's brilliant. Thanks very much. I will, I will indeed. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. That's uh, Sharon McManus there. Little Ellie is eight today, two in leap day year terms. Anybody out there know a leap year baby? Or? I know I used to be crazy. That's because I used to be young. Ah, used to be young. Miley Cyrus. I have somebody on the line now who is really young. Aileen Byrne. Afternoon. Yes. Hello, hello, Jerry. How are you? Happy twelfth birthday, Aileen. Yes, thanks a million. <laughs> You're a leap year baby. Yes, I am indeed. Yes. Oh my God, I'm delighted to chat to you this afternoon. Yeah. So they can yeah. work it out if they're good at the maths. You're twelve yeah. today, so let them work yeah. out the real figure. Let them work out. <laughs> You're only a young one. You're only a young one, Aileen. If only, if only. That's what the kids 
couldn't tell me. So. Now, I have to say, I was talking a few yeah. moments ago to uh, Sharon, who had the, the wee yeah. girl eight years ago, yeah. and she was saying, and I said to her, it is, it's uncommon to meet people, you know, uh, who were born on the 29th. For yeah. you, what do you do each four years? Or what do you do the years in between? When do you have your birthday? Well, I have it today, the 29th, and um, if it's not a leap year, I have it on the 28th of February. Okay. It was a bit like Sharon. It was kind of familiar to me. She was keeping the birthday, you know, within February. Yeah. Uh, when I was growing up, I got a cake every four years. Oh. So I didn't get a cake every year. Oh, Aileen. <laughs> and the kids could kind of laugh at me and find that a bit strange, but that's just the way it was. Yes. You know, it was... It was it was remembered every year, but it was remembered more um, every leap year. And I remember my dad giving me a watch, and you know, every four years it'd be something a wee present to kind of remember, you know. Yes, so, yes. So, so they... that's just the way it was, and 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 look. That was it, mm, you know. Mm. And, you know, uh, it is a nice touch to make the 40-year, the leap year day yeah. special. That is uh, yeah. special in itself, I have to say. You had your birthday other other years, of course, but they marked yeah. that one I- in particular. Did you ever, yeah. just asking you, have, do, yeah. you know, do you know another 29th baby? 29th? Do you know um, anyone I else? Th- you know what? I don't. I yeah. don't. Yeah, you no, know, I think I was the only one in my school. You know, I was... Yeah. Um, Grew up in Knockbridge, and you know, I remember meeting a friend of mine, um, Rory Kelly. He was my neighbour, and I met him there last year. His little girl made her first communion, and he was introducing me as um, this is the girl I grew up with, and she only had a birthday every four years, you know. So, <laughs> yes. I, 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 you know, I couldn't believe that that's what she, he had told his daughter, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a denial. are few and far between. I can't think. Now, yeah, anyone else that that I would be friendly with or know of, you mm. know that that has their birthday then. So yeah. I'm one of them. I was cleaning the kitchen and listening to LMFM, and I said, you know what, I'll text in. So, Good on you. And I'm glad to be here too, Jerry, because I had a battle with cancer there. Um, I was diagnosed four years ago, and uh, four or five. It's five years ago in July, and the last birthday I had, I was in lockdown and on chemotherapy. Wow. And uh, I was lighting my candles at the table with my family. Yeah. And I'm just glad to be here. I'm oh. four years on, and I'm delighted to be here celebrating it. And please God, for the next um, 40 years, say, yes. I'll be Still lighting candles. Yes. Oh, what a story. You're, oh, you're tugging yeah. at all our heartstrings yeah. today, Aileen. You it's, really are. It's, oh. yeah, it's, it's sensitive to me today, you know, because yeah. I can remember it just like yesterday, four years ago, and locked in and, and lighting the cake on the table, you know. So yeah. we never know what's down the road, but thank God I'm here. Um, four years on and I'm, I've my cake on the table and I, I'm ready to make a nice tea this evening with the family. <laughs> oh, Lord, this is even yeah. better. It gets better the more we talk because yeah. I was just looking that up actually before I came down to studio today yeah. and yeah. Uh, people, you know, if you think back four years ago yeah. on the yeah. 29th of February, yeah. we were just starting into the pandemic and what lay yeah. ahead, nobody knew. And look at what no. you had to deal with as well. Yeah. Yeah, nobody know, knows know what's around the corner. But thank God, look, the years have stretched out four years and here I am fully recovered and well and doing my best. 
for for myself and my family. Oh, so, lovely. And, and uh, who'll be with you this evening? Who, who'll be well, gathering for the cake? Yeah, well, my husband Leonard and my two children. So lovely. I was out this morning already with my mother. So yeah. I had the cup of tea and, and the bun. So I'm happy out. The simple things, Jerry. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And what's your mammy's name? Rita, Rita Prendergast from Knockbridge. Hello, Rita. I hope you're (laughs) listening today to your wonderful daughter who's a leap year day baby and has just the most wonderful story. Oh, you're great. And you know something, you are right. We were were talking there earlier on about Gaza and all that's going on in the world and it's horrendous. And you know, life is simple and the simple things in life is what we should all cling to. Things to remember. That's it. Just the, the simple, that's what it comes back to in the end. Just the simple things that make you happy. Absolutely. Nothing yeah. else matters. Family, your yeah. health, the simple yeah, things. The a few bob in your yeah. pocket to enjoy yourself. Yeah. And what more That's do you need? True. Nothing much. Yeah. Simple That's as. That's a true story. Well, yeah. well, well. I am thrilled to have a leap year baby on the show with me today. Yeah. She's only 12. She's only 12 today. Yeah. Yeah. Aileen yeah. Byrne in Talonstown. The happiest of birthdays. Yes. Thank Thanks you for joining for- me. God bless you. Take care, Aileen. Bye. Bye. Isn't she lovely? Oh, Japers, you know what, Louise? My old heart is lifted. I I say that from time to time here. But wouldn't that woman just Mm. give you a great outlift today, you know, when you think of what she's... you know, Cheery. That's what she is. Cheery. Yeah, she has. She has that. She has that positivity and cheeriness Mm. in her and she's come through a lot, as you heard. But there you are. She is a leap year year little baby and uh, enjoying her birthday today and having the celebration with our family this evening. If you're a leap year baby, if you know anyone who is, if anything else happened on leap year, did you get married? We got nobody got married on the day. No. Isn't that funny? Or proposed. Or proposed. Mm. We had no one who got married, no one who proposed on the day. Or maybe the. We even got a dog. No. No. Nothing. Nothing. Or a new car. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Things like that. Anyway, if it triggers something with you, 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Now, you know why we have an extra day in. Now, here is Miss Louise Walsh. She's a a somethingologist, we're calling her now. She's done her studies I like that. I'm a somethingologist. She's a somethingologist and she's taken out her degree shortly (laughs) and she's studying uh, all the the history behind the 29th day in February. Mm. Will you... Well, I don't really know in depth because I started doing a little bit of research here and to be honest, so boring, I switched off. But I did find out one or two little things. So basically it's because the, you know, the Earth and the Sun doesn't make a complete orbit in 365 days. So if we didn't have a leap year, we'd have Christmas in the summer. Basically, oh, that's, on. that's what it kind of gets. You know to. what I want? I'm going to make a call out now for it. Do away with the 29th. Let's have Christmas in the summer. Go on. But it's only recently that it used to be, it's only, well, recently in the last few hundred years that it's February the 29th. It used to be February the 24th and it used to be two days. So it used to be February the 24th and then the next day was February 24th. And then, so February 24th was 48 hours long. There you go. Oh. And then it was changed. They'd okay. stuck on an extra day. Okay. And the reason it's February... Yeah. Not because the shortest month is that way, way back as well, everybody believed that the year started in the spring. So March the 1st was the first day of the new year. Okay. So rather than it's so really that February the 29th is the last day of the old year instead of having it December the 29th, just shoving it on the end. 
Okay. February the 29th was the end of the year. So, um, happy New Year's Day tomorrow. <laughs> I, 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 I think I'm following you. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite interesting, actually. I think A I'm load of absolute. But, I, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> That's very interesting, the two 24ths. You know yeah, I mean? 24th. Yeah, they did. Yeah. But you're right. 24, if, if we didn't have the extra day, mm. all the significant celebrations in the year would be arseways, really. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'd be out of sync completely. And that's why we have it. You mm. know, that's it. But does that double up then if you were born on the February the 24th years and years and years ago? Did you have a birthday to the 24th and then another birthday to the 24th? So were you like 10 one day and then the next day you turned 11? Or did you just have a really long birthday that year? We need to have a seance with our ancestors or something and try and find that out. But we won't even be able to I won't. That. I, I have another one, but I won't puzzle you with it. I will leave it at that. <laughs> She's bamboozling us with our knowledge on February and the silly 29th questions, on but there your you go. late lunch. But that is, uh, it, that is the reason behind it. No, seriously, mm, it is. It is. That, that is the reason behind it. Anyway, up next, Mick Hughes from the Stockhouse in Trim is joining us. It's an interesting question. I know Louise comes up with these ones. <laughs> She's just brilliant. About 10 days ago, she said to me, I just just thinking about February the 29th and I was just thinking what happened if you got a voucher for February the 29th how long would it be valid for well Mick Hughes is on the spot on the line next have to say a big happy birthday to Emer Brangan from Ard Cat she's seven today multiplied by four she's a leap year day baby happy birthday Emer Brangan Ah, that's lovely to hear. And that comes in from one of your family members letting us know today that it is your birthday. Have a great one, Emer. There you go. There's another leap year day, baby. They're starting to appear from the woodwork. Not many, I have to say, not many, but they're out there. Uh, children born on the 29th. Now, what happens? I was telling you just before the break, our Louise put this into me head and her head or whatever uh, about 10 days ago. What happens today if somebody goes in, especially to a restaurant, restaurant and buys a gift voucher on the 29th of February. How long will it last for? I think five years is the is the statutory now. But this day only comes round every four years. Does that mean, uh, <laughs> Mick Hughes from the Stockhouse in Trim, that you're honouring any voucher sold today for the next 20 years, Mick? Absolutely, Jerry. We're definitely going to do that. Uh, we're going, definitely going to uh, honour honour those vouchers for twenty years, provided we're all still here in twenty <laughs> years' time. We're, we're we're be very happy to do so. Very happy to do so. And, and we'd honour them anyway. But uh, it, it's definitely going to happen. We're not going to just stop at that, Jerry. We um, any 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 lady who proposes uh, proposes here on the premises tonight uh, and 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 gets an affirmative, a positive answer, we will give them a, a, a free dinner. Probably the last free dinner they'll ever enjoy but we definitely are happy to do that and anyone who presents ID that's their birthday today we will we'll get a free dinner as well Oh Mick that's so kind of you that's a really nice touch so there you hear the Stockhouse in Trim you're open this evening uh, on this Thursday yep. evening especially for the 29th there's an offer if you're born on the day and can verify it or if you make the proposal do you think Mick you know that tradition of uh, women uh, taking the reins and asking their man to uh, marry them is it still in vogue do you think anyone will do that today 
Uh, well, you see, things have changed a lot too. It doesn't necessarily have to be the woman asking the man. It could be every every yes, every of combination course. of, of course, it too. Of course, but, of course. But 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 uh, it's it's it has happened in our restaurant. We just happened uh, have it, had it on the, on on a, on on the twenty ninth of February. But we've right. had proposals here, yeah. and uh, I think that I think that tradition was very definitely certainly for uh, for any any of the ladies that were impatient and and starting to wonder. Uh, it's a great day to put the hammer on and, and get the get the get just get. To give the nudge to get things over the line, so I'd, I'd encourage it if nothing else. <laughs> no, I, I was talking a few moments ago uh, to a lady who had her ber- birthday, to, who has her birthday today, should I say? And uh, she was saying to me, um, you know, four years ago, and I just want to bring you back then at this very time. She was, you know, uh, going through a cancer journey. It was her birthday, and she remembers it well, being in her home with the candles on the cake at the table. But lockdown was imminent and COVID was here. I don't have to remind you, I suppose, of those days. No, certainly. And uh, we, 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 well, we, we, we missed we we missed them and we don't miss them. We, there was two things going on. Um, we like in fairness, the the, the restaurant industry was was pretty well uh, uh, protected. The hospitality industry in general during COVID, mm. uh, so we 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 can't complain. And we're going through a harder time now. Um, to, with, with the results of it, the, uh, and, and and the other stuff that's going on out there, but definitely uh, back four years ago, we didn't have the the, the 29th of February that we would, or indeed the Valentine's days that we would have liked to to, to have had due to due to COVID. But uh, as I say, we're back in the back in the swing of it now, and we're happy mm-hmm. enough to to bring it back on. And then, of course, we we were we were open ten, only ten years there a few weeks ago, so we'd have only had this this would be our our just our third or uh, 29th of February so to speak so yes. it's it's a we, we definitely want to mark the occasion anyway definitely yeah. you mentioned it's tougher now i just picked up on those few words you said now is it really testing hospitality to the limit all that's going on is it harder to make a living it is very very much so there, there see there's a, a combination of things they 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 the straw on the camel's back, they broke the camel's back, or is breaking the camel's back throughout Ireland. Indeed, is is the the VAT rate hike that went up by fifty percent from nine to thirteen and a half percent recently because that came on top of um, hospitality is divided in two so pretty much at the moment. You have hotels that are uh, an accommodation that have been enjoying a kind of a. a, a uh, uh, an upsurge because of the refugee status and uh, rooms like the 20-25% of the rooms uh, still still occupied and, and they don't be good because they need to stay somewhere but the bottom line is that that's 25% less people going out to restaurants because those folks won't be going out to restaurants so we're, we're, we're taking the back end of that the price rises that went along with that the energy which is starting slowly to come down but not fast enough uh, and then all of the other things and people that the cost of living are just not going out as often or spending as much or drinking as much they're certainly they're certainly uh, and then the, it's just a perfect storm of 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 uh, combinations coming together but the the vat hike was a killer it's a killer blow there's mm. there's restaurants and cafes closing all over Ireland as we speak and as you see you have no no more predominant than in Drogheda town there where you're losing a major hotel yeah. and we promoted tourism here for years and years and it was almost a pointless exercise trying to get people to come if there's nowhere for them to stay and and Mick uh, just on that point and I I, pre- I preface this always by saying I totally agree with you we, we've done a lot in Ireland we continue to do a lot and will do to help people fleeing war the numbers coming are uh, high and it's very hard to look after everybody immediately but to come back on that D-Hotel story and it's just not it's just 
any town in Ireland with rooms uh, that wants to attract in tourism and feed, uh, forgive the pun, the likes of your businesses and many others. It, it, it's it, it's bad policy, Mick, I have to say. Uh, it's bad policy. It's bad spend as well. I mean, if you were to, to say, if a gentleman bought, for instance, a D hotel for 11 million and he's getting 25 million in his first two years for, for doing it. You can't blame the man, he's a businessman. Uh, uh, but, but what do you call it? Uh, what's the government doing uh, that, 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 that this kind of money is being thrown at? They come in, that would build a lot of houses, 25 million. Uh, and or or something, uh, and there has to be an alternative to to to, to bank bunging up the hotels with this, um, and taking them out of major major like Drogheda's, like it's like Trim and Kells. It's it's a medieval town. It's got a, a big attraction of for for people to visit, and if there's nowhere for them to stay, if the fly kill was happening this year, you'd be in trouble up there. Do you know what I mean? So mm. it's 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 it doesn't it doesn't make sense. I know it's probably knee jerk reaction to the situation. We're going back down to Ukraine ourselves now uh, in the next few days. And our information is that it's worse, not better, this situation's getting. And, and that's the thing about you. You've been deeply involved in supporting Ukraine. So you're a very a man with a very open viewpoint on all this completely. Because yes. as you say, you're going back. You've been there a number of times. You're, you're doing what you can to help the people on a war front over there as well. So you have no agenda, no axe to grind here. Oh, absolutely not, and I, I don't begrudge. I certainly don't begrudge the people who are getting shelter in Ireland, absolutely in any way, shape, or form. In fact, more than welcome, and and we're doing our bit there. But but and it's it's something that's just it's it's progressively getting worse. The West has got flaky. Uh, the Middle East things after it's been thrown into the mix. There's a danger of a, of a lunatic getting back into the White House, um, which is going to go against the, the Ukraines. Uh, so I mean, it's it's not. It's not a, what you call it. Not a, not a, not a, it's a, there's another perfect storm happening and it's not a positive one. No, uh, but anyway, for today, the 29th, leap year day. Uh, Mick would love to see you in the Stockhouse tonight. Plenty going on. If it's your birthday, you're going to have a, a free gratis meal. If you uh, go there and propose, well, he's going to look after you completely as well. Mick, will you let uh, us know? If you have any, any takers tonight, do come back to us, won't you? Let us know. We will de- I will definitely do that without the shadow of a doubt and, and thank you very much send them on in we'll, we'll, we'll look after them <laughs> good man thanks for joining me Mick take care of yourself bye. Thank you. bye, 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 bye 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 that's Mick Hughes there at the Stockhouse in Trim yes indeed Mary's been on to ask the question uh, We'll go. I'm going to Encyclopedia Louisa Encyclopedia Louisa are you ready for this question what happens to people who, who were born <laughs> will you stop will you let me ask ask you will you let me ask you the question what happens to people who are born in a leap year and want to register to vote, get their pension, etc. I don't think it makes any difference, Mary. You know what I mean? You just put that date in as your birthday. I yeah. think, though, some people that are born on that day have problems, you know, on the internet if you're registering for something, you know, on online. Right. And you know the way you have to put your date of birth in? Yeah. Sometimes that causes problems because February the 29th doesn't appear. Oh. Mm. Oh. You see, she is. Encyclopedia Louisa. <laughs> you thought I was Sometimes joking. there's problems around that. Okay, I, I there believe. You go. Yeah. There you go. So that'll be interesting. We must uh, ask Aileen Barn that had she ever any uh, issues with that or or the young Brangan there girl there who's having her, her birthday today. I know you don't watch the footy much, you know, um or are not really in tune with it, but you do know Liverpool won the League Cup at the weekend. Yes. They beat Chelsea. You remember that? We yes. I think we mentioned that on Monday. Well Liverpool were playing in the FA Cup, the big cup in England last night. A lot of cups. Yeah, oh, the cups are great. The knockout, you know what I mean? The once-offs of the knockout. Anyway, they won last night, Liverpool. They beat Southampton quite comfortably. But Louise, 
a young flick came on a sub. They, they put out a very young team. I mean, a team of kids. They're right. Lots of young, mm. young players who've come through their academy. But there was a kid came on last night. We were below on the Wednesday club. And you know something? He looked about 11 or 12. Mm. Honest to God, he did this kid that came on for Liverpool. But you know, they have a great crop. They're top of the league. They've won a cup already. The Liverpool are going places. And you know what I, I can't understand? Jurgen Klopp, the manager, mm-hmm. is leaving. He's leaving mm-hmm. Liverpool at the end of the season. If I were him, this reminds me when Ferguson came into United and Fergie's kids. Do you remember the famous Alan Hansen said, you can't win anything with kids on match of the day. You know, when he had all the young players, when Beckham was young and yeah. Giggs and all them. Liverpool are like that now. They have a crop of youngsters and Klopp is leaving. I wouldn't well, be maybe going... Maybe he wants to leave in a high... I wouldn't be going anywhere, Jorgen. I'd rethink that decision. Mm. Honestly. But you know, say should. if he stayed for a few years and things went suddenly downhill, yeah. he'd be the worst in the world. Yeah, well. At least he'd be remembered going out in the top. Well, the day you're appointed football manager, you do know you're going to be sacked one day. That's for sure. Unless you go out in your own terms. And he is. You're mm. right to saying that. But honestly, I just think there's a golden era ahead for Liverpool. There really is. And, uh, well, well done to the next man that comes in because he's inheriting... A wonderful, wonderful mm. setup there. But when I saw that young fella, I just thought, oh, jeez, he's 11 or 12. Look was he played well, though, did he? Oh, he came in and he was, uh, Klopp was hugging him. He got, he got on his sub in the second mm. half. They all did well. They have such a crop. They really have. Late lunch, LMFM radio, this leap year, Thursday, 29th of every afternoon, 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text if you want to say anything to us on the show. Yeah, did you buy a new house today? Anybody buy a new house? Imagine getting the keys of their house on a leap year. That's the mind I deal with every hour of the day. These things come at me. Bing, bing, bing. And you know what? I absolutely love it. Stay with us on the show. Fine young cannibals. She drives me crazy. I have to dedicate that to our Louise today from me. I do. That's for you. That song is Thanks from very me much. to you. And I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. You don't tell them everything on late lunch. Will I tell you, folks? And this just crossed me mind. Okay, I can pull your fader down at any stage. Don't you touch that fader <laughs> till the listeners hear this. You were almost a leap year baby mammy. Oh, I was. I was very, yeah, I was this time eight years ago. I was brought into the hospital and, yeah. The 29th. On the 29th, yeah. There thought it'd be go. a leap year, but it... No, it was first. The first of March wasn't meant to be. There you go. She w- mm. she was keeping that close to her chest, and I, I it didn't it didn't register me or to remember it at all. And I want to say a big thank you to Encyclopedia Martina Kanika, Martina Kanika, <laughs> for for <laughs> for letting us know that one. Yes, so you won't get away with a thing. They're all listening uh, and they know the story. Anyway, Cormac is eight tomorrow. Eight tomorrow. Ah, oh, yeah. big birthday, big birthday for little Cormac. It's a tomorrow. load of birthdays tomorrow. There you are, yeah, first of March. Mm. There you were nearly. You were nearly. You were nearly the. I 29th. was nearly there. I was nearly famous. You were nearly. Yeah, I've been nearly talking to you about it. You're nearly a guest of ours on late lunch yeah. today. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Peter Moore. Hello, Peter. He's a great listener. Listener, and it, Peter drives a bus, doesn't he? I think Peter is a bus driver. Anyway, Peter, thank you so much. We were talking about the Liverpool kids. What a 
picture he sent in there. It's brilliant, isn't it, mm. Louise? Folks, uh, Peter, he's obviously a Liverpool fan as well, sent us in its truck with a load of little kids in it and it says the Liverpool team on the way to play Southampton in the FA Cup. That was last night. But uh, it's not wrong. They are so young. Thanks indeed, Peter. Lovely to hear from you. Hope you're keeping uh, well this afternoon. Now, back to our... Um, initial conversation on the show today with Dr Mahmood whose brother was killed in Gaza in recent days um, your comments there's lots of them there uh, Jerry Biden is a warmonger do your homework all is going to plan uh, another one there from a parent I'm just disgusted in relation to the war in Gaza you have to remember uh, one of the biggest superpowers, our own Carlingford native president of America, Joe Biden, supplying weapons to Israel. People have short memories. It makes me sick to my stomach to see the barbaric behaviour going on at this present time. Where is our God? We never learn. Even the top power nations and you or I, Jerry, would go to jail for not paying tax in our car. That comes from a parent. Thank you indeed today. And have a listen to this from another late lunch listener. Yes, Jerry, I 100% agree with you. It has to stop. This Gaza stuff has to stop. And the terrible thing about it is it's all children and women that's being killed. The amount of children that's being killed is horrific. With kids of my own, and I couldn't, un, I couldn't bear to think what they're going through, these poor people. But this Gaza thing has to stop. You're right, they need to get around the table. President Biden and stop this now because it's just escalating and it's going to escalate into a different country and they're going to get involved it's it's madness and he's to stop good man Jerry for bringing it up on the show thank you indeed and I think so many people would echo, echo your sentiments there thanks indeed there's more messages there about it as well and people are just horrified horrified and you feel helpless you feel helpless Louise when you're Ordinary human beings like us who have little say in a small country like ours. And I commend our government. I do. I often criticise local and mm. national government. I commend our government, the Taoiseach and Thornish, on their stance on this and, and standing up and, and calling it out as it is and calling on Israel to stop. And I know, I know, I go back to the point, you know, if it happened to us and uh, somebody came in and killed thousands of our people, we'd be up in arms too. But, 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 but. The response has been way out of proportion. And 30,000 people dying, especially children and women, is wrong. Just totally wrong. Let me just go back to another uh, chat we had earlier on the show about the lovely Dave Myers. Mm. One half of the hairy bikers who passed away. Listen to this message just came into us. Jerry, my sister is a nurse in the Birmingham hospital where Dave Myers had his cancer treatment. And she said he was simply a true gentleman. She made banana bread for him. And he said it was the best banana bread he ever tasted. He even put the recipe in his new book. And she was invited onto the Christmas show last Christmas, shown on the BBC. That comes in from Mary Kenny in Kildare today. Mary, thank you. Thank you. Isn't that special? That's a really Mm. special Just backs up what we kind of knew or thought of already. What we were Mm. saying about Dave Myers. Oh, I love it. What a beautiful message. Thank you so much, Mary. I hope you're having a good day for sending that in to us. I'm a big fan of the Hairy Bikers. I am. And, oh, God almighty, I'm sure there'll be plenty of programmes 
tonight and beyond paying tribute to the late Dave Myers as well. He was such such a really, really nice guy. The Late Lunch Artist of the Week. Artist of the Week. Yes, and it is Barry White all week with me this week as my Artist of the Week. Did you know White was married to his childhood sweetheart, Mary, uh, at the age of 19? However, they separated in 1969 and later divorced. In 74, he tied the knot for a second time, marrying Glodine James, a marriage that lasted 14 years until 1988 when they parted ways, but they never divorced. And that was key because, you see, when Barry passed away in 2003, Lodine became the sole executor of his estate. In terms of children, the walrus of love had at least nine. He had uh, the first two by the age of 16 with Mary, who became his wife, and then another two after that. He had four with second wife, Gladine, and he had another daughter, Denise, outside of his marriages, bringing the total to nine that are known of, yes. Barry was overweight for much of his life. High blood pressure was a constant, not helped by smoking 150 cigarettes a day, oh my word. He had a mild stroke in 1995, however he soldiered on before being diagnosed with diabetes and kidney failure in the early noughties. His prognosis wasn't good. I'll bring you more on that tomorrow. But for today, I'm going back to the album Barry White the Man, 1978, and a cover of a Billy Joel song that I really like. Mr. Barry White on your late lunch and I think Louise I'm going to dedicate the second song of the day to you today to make up for the last one because not very popular I, thanks I, very much I, I know I ha- I had, there had to be a counterbalance because I said the other one was driving me crazy but I think just the way you are and we'll leave Thank it at you. that for today um, but you, you know, know the way driving someone crazy is actually probably better because you're <laughs> really under their skin there more uh, memorable oh, we'll have to play that now I got you under my skin Um <laughs> What was it to say? You know, I'm a big Billy Joel fan mm-hmm. and that is a cover of Billy Joel's song and that is a cover I really like. I think he does it real justice. Oh, Barry. I thought it was the opposite. No, that that's a Billy Joel song that yeah, he covered. I prefer Billy Joel, I think. Do you still? Yeah, I, I, yeah. Think, I think that's a real good very I just think his voice, he suits mm-hmm. it, you know, the way he sings. Anyway, that's our Barry White Artist of the Week on Late Lunch and we'll round it off tomorrow. So there only has to be one song to finish with Barry White. I'll leave you guessing until tomorrow. If you don't get that one, there has to be to conclude the week, there's just one Barry White song you have to play. Have you got it, Louise? Is it in your head? It's in the system. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's the system here that plays the music by the way uh, anyway we'll come back to Barry tomorrow around about this time but today to finish off uh, the show I'm heading back to Tara Walker's kitchen where she's preparing as she'll tell you herself one of her favourite soups it's Soupy Loopy next on Late Lunch Yes, it's the third part of our Soupy Loopy series with Tara Walker and I'm back in our kitchen once again this week. And we've covered two wonderful soups the last while, homemade vegetable soup and the mushroom. Now, a little bit different today. Yeah, so we started with our sort of traditional classics with our, yeah, with our veg and mushroom soup. But today I'm going to do a fragrant pea and lemongrass soup. So this is actually in my cookbook, Good Food No Stress, which is out a few years ago. And also you can find it on my website on tarawalker.ie and the blog very very quick and easy a lovely one coming into spring and summer because it's very light but it is so fast wait to see how fast it is so i have a little bit of rapeseed oil and a little bit of butter in my pan and i'm adding some onion to it now and we're just going to sweat that onion off as usual with a little pinch of salt but not as long as we did with the other soup the last two weeks because those ones really need the time whereas this one we've loads of other flavors going in so we don't need to give this caramelization as long so the onions have been given less time this week yeah so just a couple of minutes there to let them soften up a bit so now i've just added in my lemongrass and my ginger just kind of finely chopped down you could use the little squeezy ones but i find they're just not as fresh flavored as using the fresh but if you can't get i know lemongrass is not always that easy to get so you can use the little squeezy tube either and now once that has just cooked out for a minute we just want to soften it by sweating it down a bit we're adding some vegetable stock in so this time i have a lighter stock just a vegetable stock and it's from bunalun so any of those ones dr coy's marigold bunalun you'll find them in the free from aisle usually in the supermarket they're all nice light ones to pop in here so you're going to let that uh, come to a bubble there so we want this to boil we're putting frozen peas in here so the key always with any green vegetables to keep them lovely and vibrant and green is to make sure that the liquid they're going into is boiling before you put them in so it won't take long now the stock was already warm just a moment or two make sure it's on a rolling boil and then we'll add the veg in the peas it's a very important uh, point to make there if you don't add them in if it's not boiling what happens well they go a little bit kind of yellow color and i've seen it when we used to do the hands-on classes here sometimes people would just you know not be paying attention or whatever or just uh, just add the peas in too quickly or whatever and then when they blitz it up it goes a kind of yellow color it still tastes delicious but it just doesn't look as appealing Peas at the ready. Yes, so now we have a rolling boil here on the liquid. The peas are going in, just some frozen peas. And they don't really take long at this stage. I have some coriander leaves here to garnish the soup with, excuse me. And I'm just adding the stalks in now at this point. And bring it back up to the boil. It shouldn't take long to come back up to the boil. And then you're going to blitz and serve straight away. It is a simple soup. It's a beautiful soup and it sounds sophisticated, but it's a very quick soup to make this one, isn't it? It is. It's genuinely one of my favourite soups in the sense that, like, if you're having people over, it's so quick to do. You can have the base done, you can have the stock on, just leave the pot there, and then when you're ready to serve it up, just bring it up to the boil, pop the peas in, blitz it up, serve. Very quick. Now you have creme fraiche here and also a chilli. Yes, so a little bit of creme fraiche, coriander, a little bit of lime actually as well and chilli to garnish. So we're kind of going Thai style with this. Beautiful. I have a new soup in my locker after today. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I so enjoyed our vegetable and mushroom, but this is a new one on me and I'm really anxious to taste it. That's just starting to give a little simmer there and 
Will, will you give it long on the bubble when it comes? No, no, just bring it up to the bubble and then that's it. That's all you need to do. Okay, and the peas are fully cooked and everything. They only take a minute or two. Yes, your peas only take a moment or two. Yeah, I think a lot of people overcook peas. That's why people have these memories of peas being kind of, you know, browny, yellow and like sulfurous and stuff like that. Whereas if you act like even if I'm just doing a side of peas with fish and chips or something, boiling water, salt, frozen peas in, as soon as it comes up to a simmer, off serve. They're a wonderful, versatile vegetable in your freezer. Absolutely. I always have a bag of peas in the freezer, always. <laughs> you got to, you just got to for sure. Pea pot off the cooker. Yes, so it just came up to a simmer there. And here I am blitzing up. Just keep blitzing. It's nice to have a couple of the, like, the texture of a few peas, but generally speaking, we want it fairly well blitzed. And then you can have a little taste and check for seasoning. The beautiful, vibrant green colour of that soup is just something else. And Tara, doing their taste test as yes. usual. Mm. So, a couple of little touches I'm going to finish off with now. This is unusual, I suppose, for people in a soup, generally speaking. A little touch of nam pla, which is Thai fish sauce, because we're going with these, sort of, we've got our lemongrass, our ginger, we're going to go with a bit of uh, lime, coriander, chilli. So it's a very sort of Thai style uh, dish so just a couple of teaspoons of fish sauce went in there a little bit of lime juice i'm just squeezing that in and let me serve up so just pouring the soup in now look how lovely and light it's almost like a summery soup lovely for springtime then i'm going to add a little dollop of creme fraiche which you can stir through then when you're served and some coriander and chili and I think that's just a lovely little, if you're having people over for lunch during the summer or on a, you know, nice May bank holiday weekend or something like that. Have a taste, Jerry. As we head into the month of March, let me have a taste of this real springtime soup now. Here we go. Oh, do you know something? I have to say you've worked the oracle because the flavours have changed each week. We're in our third week now. And the year is moving on. And that is just so apt for the time we are in in the year. Isn't it lovely? It's gorgeous. Isn't it just so tasty and light? And as I say, I think it's lovely if you're having people over for a lunch or something like that. Or you're maybe even like going into summer, having a barbecue or something. It's a lovely little... I serve it in cups a lot of the time so that people can just stand around with it. It's really nice too. It really is. And a reminder, listeners, again, the uh, the title, the name you give this soup. Yeah, it's a fragrant pea and lemongrass soup. <laughs> it is beautiful. I'm a big fan. I have a new soup in my repertoire. Tara, thanks so much. And again, reminding everybody where Tara Walker is. My website is tarawalker.ie. That soup is actually on the website already. Um, and I have a cooking club as well, which is um, $9.99 per month. And basically, you have a whole huge range of different recipes video step-by-steps on there so everything from sunday roast comfort food brunch soups dips uh, leftovers everything there and of course your midweek meals and your quick and easy meals for busy evenings that's always the popular one and for that you get one free online cooking class per month even if you just want to do a class and not use the rest of the repertoire so that's tarawalker.ie fantastic one more week to go one final soup next week i'm looking forward to already Thank you so much. That soup is simply outstanding. Enjoy, Jerry. Great to see you as always. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. A lovely, lovely soup and so easy. And the recipes, uh, the soup recipes and lots more beside are available on Tara's website. Check them out. Now, just final word before we leave you today. Jerry, I was just listening to a Late Lunch earlier and heard you mention the condition of the roads on the Hill of Wrath. 
I live in Cool 4, which is the same area. It is indeed. And take a look at these pictures. This is the condition of our road. It's horrendous. It's not a road. It's not a road. The surface of the moon would be better than those pictures I'm looking at there. We are all ringing and emailing the council, but we're met with an eerie silence. Nothing. No reply. Nothing, Jerry. My God. I wouldn't like to be taking my vehicle along those roads there. The roads are a big issue in Louthan Mead. Come on, councils. Let's get to work. Let's get cracking. Let's get focused. Reply to the folks. Get in touch with them. They need engagement. They need help. Anyway, up next on Late Lunch this afternoon, Eddie Caffrey's on his way with the drive. Thank you so much for your company uh, through this Thursday leap day afternoon. We're back tomorrow, Friday, with the final show of the week from 1.30. Have a nice evening and we'll see you then. 